Comfort so blow for blow like whoa. Like whoa, it's a week three holiday. Don't you know? Like whoa, how we do on the week three holiday show right now? Woo! Get out of me, baby. It's going down right now. It's a throwdown, showdown, extravaganza, bonanza. Fantasy Football Insiders Week Three Holiday right here, September twenty seventh, twenty fifteen. 10 a.m. Eastern Time. We appreciate you joining us on the East Coast, West Coast, worldwide. Can't stop, won't stop. Don't even know how to stop. Rick Saratel here. Going to bring in my all-star cast in a moment. Just want to thank everybody for joining the show. I see our chat room people in the house. Big shout-out to all our chat room peeps. I see we got some phone calls on the line already with some questions. You got questions. We got answers. Get at us in the chat. Get at us on Twitter, at NFL Draft Bible. We even got a call-in show, 347-945-6275, and I apologize last week to those of you who I couldn't get in. We are now at a consolidated show, 30 minutes. Maybe we'll upgrade as we get uh, further in the show. We've got 30 minutes live, 15 minutes on the archive, little time to waste, so let's welcome in the all-star panel. We'll go around the table. Nobody, I mean nobody, brings you an all-star panel like this, so let's get down with it. First off, we got the good Reverend Ralph Mancini, fresh out of church, always drinking the Jesus juice. Reverend Ralph Mancini, how you doing today, Ralph? Hey, week three, the place to be with the boys and the RIC. Oh, I'm seeing the place to be. Next up, we got Rookie Scout in the house, Joe Everett, always, always breaking it down for the people. That's how we do it here on the show for the people. Now, never leaving a stone unturned. Joe Everett in the heezy. What's up, Joe? College football's been great to me last three days. Six parlays, a bunch of money in my pocket, but there's one more day left. Let's make some oh, more dough Oh, every day Joe's pocket's getting fatter. I like that party. And, of course, none other than Jim Day, Fantasy Taz. He's in 101 Fantasy Football Leagues, and we brought him on the show today because this is Fantasy Football one-on-one, one-on-one in the house. I can't stop, Taz. Hold me down. Can you feel me, brother? Oh, I can see you, Rick. It is Sunday morning. It is time for some more football, and can't believe it's already week three. And we got a lot of debates going on. We got our week three stingers in the house. We're going to go around the round table, get their week three waiver wire stingers. Taz, I'm going to get on you about that. But first off, this show is for the people, the people's choice, and the people come first. So we've got to go over to our first phone call, 248. Eric Code, you are on the show. What do you say now? Time to go. Hey, what's up? Uh, I got enough money left for my flex spot in the DK lineup for Gronk or Hopkins, and I'm kind of tossed up between the two. I'm not sure who to pick. Gronkowski or DeAndre Nuke Hopkins? Uh, those are two very high-powered individuals right there, and if you've got to choose between those two, I believe that you are in a prosperous Situation. We're all about championships, Ralph. So hit me with uh, Gronkowski or Hopkins. Who do you like here? Well, you know, uh, Hopkins is ready to go. I know that he was undergoing concussion protocol. But I have to go with Rob Gronkowski here. Uh, Look, 54 touchdowns in his last 57 games. He's topped 70 yards in 12 of his last 16 games. Gronkowski's money in the bank. Taz, New England against the uh, Jaguars. Uh, will the starters even be playing by the end of this game? 
Oh, sure they will. Jaguars is definitely – their defense is underrated. They're a pretty decent defense. They're not going to stop the, the Pats, though. And, you know, this is – I'm sorry, but this isn't even a conversation for me. Uh, as long as they're playing quarterback roulette in, in Houston, I think that hurts Hopkins. And any chance you got to get Gronk in the lineup, you just have to do it. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Don't overthink it. Get the man in your lineup. He's on a record pace. Yeah, you. Luke Hopkins, yeah, talented uh, star, but uh, like uh, Tess said, nobody to throw him the ball there against Tampa Bay this week. Are you going to make it unanimous? Absolutely. I'm, I'm starting that guy that resembles a, a silverback ape on the field, and no one can cover that guy. <laughs> yeah, Gronkowski is a beast. He's a monster. 248, we appreciate the phone call. Hopefully we helped you out. Anything else you got before we let you go? Okay, I appreciate it. I'll just hang out and listen. All right, you got it, man. So Gronkowski all day, every day. That's how we get down here on the NFL Draft Bible Fantasy Football Insider Show. And real quick, I just want to let you know about the brand-new NFLDraftBible.com. Check it out right now. Can't stop, won't stop, unleashing content after content after content. We'll tell you more about what we got there cooking, but we got to keep it moving, keep it rolling here as we get down. If you got a question, we got answers. Follow us on Twitter at NFL Draft Bible. Some questions coming in there. We'll get to in a minute. But first off, gentlemen, let's talk about last week's stingers. And we're going to start off with the good Reverend Ralph Mancini. And hopefully uh, he has a week three stinger for us because I would crown him the champion of stingers. Last week he gave us none other than Crockett Gilmore, who our panel Joe and Taz were not on board with, but it was Ralph getting the last laugh as he whooped my ass in our head-to-head matchup last week. And Crockett went off five catches, 88 yards, two touchdowns. So golf clap for the Reverend. Who do you got for us this week, Ralph? Yeah, and look, I'm not ready to induct Gilmore into the Hall of Fame. But, yeah, it's all about matchups. You got to love your tight ends going up against the Oakland Raiders more times than not. Um, as far as this week goes, you know, one guy who's available uh, in most leagues, I would imagine, is Chris Polk from the Houston Texans. Now, not a lot of people are talking about him, but he is going to get the majority of carries this week with Arian Foster out once again. And he's got a great matchup against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, over the past couple of weeks, the Bucks have surrendered 231 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, to the opposition, and they're giving up about over four and a half yards per carry to running backs. I think Chris Polk has got a chance to put up, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of, you know, 60 to 75 yards, and I think he's going to score a touchdown. So I kind of like him. Um, Another guy I kind of like is Colby Fleener from the Colts also. Without Dwayne Allen in there, uh, I think that uh, they're going to look for the tight end a little bit more, and that's going to be Fleener. Uh, last year, when Dwayne Allen sat out, Kobe Fleener had some really big games. He had a pair of uh, two touchdown games last year, and he also put up 144 yards against the Pats uh, when Dwayne Allen sat out, and that's going to be the case again this week. Preach, Reverend. Preach, baby. Who knew there was a sale going on at the Fantasy Football Insiders Radio Show 2 for the price of one. The good Reverend Ralph Mancini giving you two, two, my my bumblebee voice is dying, but I have two stingers this week, and 
you know, both guys probably available on that waiver wire. But, Joe, let me stick with the first uh, chicken and shrimp he mentioned. Uh, yeah. Jonathan Grimes, of course, in the mix. We talked about Aaron Foster going down and, uh, you know, Alfred Blue not kind of not taking the bull by the horns. Uh, what do you think of uh, chicken and shrimp this week? I'm buying it. Um, maybe a little shrimp on the side, too. I mean, bottom line, just like you said, Alfred Blue is not running well. He doesn't have good competition, and the guy that appears to fit this scheme more is Pole Coop. By all accounts, looks to be in shape. I don't think I remember him running this well outside of it, Washington. So, yeah I'm, yeah, I'm on board with this big, big time. And I think uh, Ralph's dead on the money with Colby Fleener, too, because of the, how much tight end is used in Indy. Uh, you'll see a little Jack Doyle, I see him, too. But Fleener's going to have a big day. So we got to get that sound effect when the Rev speaks. So, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Uh, I don't care about the first two weeks. I'm going to throw that out the window. Anytime I can get me a piece of the pie, a piece of that Colts offense going up against the Tennessee Titans, uh, I want me some of that Kobe Fleener. But, Taz, I know uh, the weeks are running out here to get cooking on the grill. Maybe you could sneak another week or two, extend the uh, grilling holiday season. You putting some chicken and shrimp on that grill today or what? No, I'm really not. I'm staying away from that, that whole backfield. I just don't trust it. Um, you know, I, I know they're going up against Tampa Bay. I know they're home. All the signs point to one of these guys as, as being a good possibility, but – I just don't trust any of them. I, I think they're all mediocre backs, and at this point they're all just waiting for Foster to get back. All right, there you have it. So uh, Joe's on board. Taz is, in, is not on board. I am the tiebreaker, and you know what? Deep, deep sleeper, 16-team leagues. Uh, you got to start a lot of guys. I think Chris Polk, the way he is running right now, uh, he is clearly – the best running back in that backfield. Hey, if you're looking at 50, 60 rushing yards, maybe another 10, 20 receiving, you might get 80 yards out of Polk and a touchdown. Not too bad for a flex filling if you got some injury woes. Next week, the buys, uh, the bye week's kicking, I believe. Next week or is it this week, fellas? Next week. Week four. Week four. Next week. So we got one more week to the bye weeks. The injuries I know are killing some people. And hey, look, I just have one question for you. Wait, wait. I just have one question for you. Just because he's the best running back on the team doesn't necessarily mean that equates to fantasy value. Hey, I'm the biggest guy here, but that doesn't mean I'm the best sumo wrestler out of us all. Have you ever seen Joe <laughs> handle one of those big bases? <laughs> you know, Jim, 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 but, you know, there, there are a lot of guys out there dealing with injuries. And if you got somebody with a mad matchup, let's say you got a Lamar Miller, for instance, okay, who has an awful matchup, and he's banged up already as it is, who would you rather start this week? Oh, God, almost anybody else in either one of those two. I'm sorry, I'm just not buying it. I just don't trust this Houston backfield until Foster gets back there. Until that, you're looking at guys that maybe max out 50, 60 yards, and you got to hope that they get a chance to get in the end zone, and I'm just not buying well, Taz, I mean, I mean, you, you, you know, last week Polk had 16 touches, uh, 47 total yards. Ooh, 47 total. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I'm so dead wrong. I have to get on that 47 total yard bandwagon train now. Sorry, guys. I was dead wrong. Well, look at the well, matchup 47. this week, though. Look at the matchup <laughs> right. this week. It's the Buccaneers, well, man. They scare you? 
No, they don't scare anybody, but neither does Polk. Well, I'll put it like this here. You look at week one, he had 31 yards. Last week, 47 against a tough Panthers defense. As he continues to prove to be the best backfield or running back in that backfield and has an easy matchup, I would imagine that those yardage totals keep on creeping up. And if they do get down in the red zone, I expect Polk to see some carries down there and, uh, you know, sniff out maybe a, a touchdown. So uh, we'll see. We'll see this week, and we'll, bring, we'll bring, bring it right back around again next week as we continue the debate. But we've got to keep it moving and grooving. And we mentioned uh, the bye weeks next week, fellas, kicking in. Maybe uh, you don't have a lot of quarterback depth and – you know, this past week we saw Tony Romo go down, which I always warned you about not picking him for your fantasy football team because you'll be a loser, and we'll, you know, save that debate. But they did go out and pick up Matt Castle, the Sandcastle man, uh, this past week. I'm just curious to know, one, uh, Whedon this week against um, Atlanta, do you like him? Two, long-term, does Whedon hold off Castle? And three, is there any any fantasy football value at all here, Taz? Well, you know, hey, I, I like Whedon better than Castle. I don't think Castle ever takes a job away from him until Romo gets back. I, I just don't. Castle is just brought in to be a backup body, and that's all it should be. You know, Whedon hasn't really had that chance to do anything. Castle had the one good year in New England, hasn't done anything since. Um, just a body. He's just brought in to be a body. I think they're going to let Whedon roll until Romo gets back. Um, that being said, you know, I, I could see them throwing the ball this week uh, against Atlanta. And I see, you know, Whedon putting the ball up a lot. Might be a lot of shorter stuff to Cole Beasley this week. But even Terrence Williams could break out with a big, long play in the score. So, yeah, I think they have some value this week. All right. Uh, another situation I want to talk about and get in is the Seattle Seahawks. Marshawn Lynch, questionable, might go, might not go. Joe, they went out and got Freddie Jackson as an insurance policy, but they also have an undrafted rookie there by the name of Thomas Rawls, who I know you're very, very familiar with. I'm just curious how you see the Seahawks running back situation here against a very weak uh, Chicago Bears defense, in my opinion. Somebody is going to go off here this week, I feel like. I'm just not sure if it's Lynch, Freddie Jacks, or Thomas Rawls. Your take. I'm hearing Lynch is going to play. But uh, even at a slow rate, this game could get a little in Seattle's favor. So I could see Freddie Jackson getting some play, but I'm not touching Thomas Rawls. As wonderful as the offseason saga of Thomas Rawls has been, I think he's got two carries on the season. I mean, we're lynched too much time. I'm siding with the old vet. They they made that move for a reason. They really like him in the personnel department, obviously. Otherwise, they wouldn't have uh, done all that. Uh, I'm going with that, Jax, from Coe College. Uh, but once again, I, I, whatever Lynch's listing is for this game, I still think he goes out there and beasts. He's, uh, he's a game day player. If, if he could get away without practicing, he would. He's just that type of guy. All right. Well, let me put it like this. And, Ralph, Taz, feel free to jump in here. But am I overthinking this? Uh, Seahawks, goal line situation, Marshawn Lynch all banged up. 
do they maybe give Freddie Jackson the goal line carries and uh, you know let let Lynch avoid being on the bottle, bottom of some of those piles there against the Bears this week? Because I do think the Seahawks can score and score a lot. Uh, no, if Lynch, if they get down there, they're giving the ball to Lynch. Uh, I mean, they're still taking grief after the Super Bowl, not giving the ball to him. And, you know, I know he got stoned last week at the goal line, but that's not going to happen here. If they get to the goal line, they're absolutely going to give the ball to Lynch. I think as wow. long as that's still a ball, I think as long as that's still a ball game, uh, I think they're going to give it to Lynch, especially in the first half of the game. Uh, but, yeah, if things get out of hand and they're up by, let's say, 24, 28 points, uh, I think, uh, yeah, Fred Jackson is going to see the ball a little bit more. Um, but as far as, you know, uh, season-long discussion is concerned, you know, if you have some extra room on the bench, I would pick up Thomas Rawls, you know, just because. You know, Marshawn Lynch, you know, I know he played 16 games last season, but, you know, he's already has, he already has some lower body issues. And don't forget, that back acts up on him every once in a while. I could definitely see Lynch at some point sitting out maybe two or three games this season. And I would love to have Thomas Rawls there as a deep stash because Freddie Jackson, eh, he might give you a game worth of production, but the guy's taken a lot of hits over the years. So I think if you ever get into a situation where Marshawn Lynch is not going to play, I think Thomas Rawls is going to see a lot of action. Yeah, I like the logic. And I, you know, I take a look at Marshawn Lynch's carries and each of the last four years, I mean, between 280, 320 carries. This guy's averaging 300 carries a season for the last four years. At some point in time, this guy's going to need a break. Thomas Rawls, I like what I see. I think he's a uh, potential stasher on your bench, uh, so maybe a season-long stinger, but it's time for another week three stinger. <laughs> All up in your head, in your ear. Oh, my God. You ever have that feeling when a beer Bee flies in your ear, and maybe a beer too. Who knows? That's just how we get down at this kind of party. FantasyFootballInsiders.com, brought to you by the all-new NFLDraftBible.com. Check us out. I'm giving you a 20% discount off membership right now. RIC 2015. Sign up at NUCGold.com. Use my promo code RIC 2015. If you're not uh, familiar with the site, you can also use that code for a one-week free trial. Check out our content first to see if you like it. But we are just banging and bopping you over the head every day with NFL draft, scouting reports, uh, exclusive draft rankings regardless of draft class where you can't find anywhere else on the planet the unique NFL draft Bible big board. Nowhere else like it. Uh, One-of-a-kind analysis. We've got current and former pro scouts uh, providing analysis on our NFL draft scouting reports. So if you want that kind of insider info, we have it here at the NFLDraftBible.com. A lot of big announcements coming soon. Really excited about it. So follow us on Twitter at NFL Draft Bible. And I see all my party people in the chat room. I really appreciate all the love. See some uh, DHB talk in there. And we'll get to him in a minute. But first, time for that week three stinger from Joe Everett, who gave us Kyrie Robinson last week, maybe not performing as great as we want to, but again, this is something we're keeping in mind here, 16-team leagues, deep sleepers, uh, those of you who play in really deep expert leagues, 
trying to give you guys who might still be out on the waiver wire this morning so you can run to the waiver wire right now and go pick them up. Now, Kyrie Robinson, five carries, 48 yards, another catch for nine, uh, getting more and more involved in that Saints offense. So maybe not exactly what we needed, but a little bit better than Taz's week two stinger who I'll get on in a minute. But first, Joe, Kyrie Robinson, not too shabby, but who do you got for us here in week three to sting our opponents with? Who's your week three stinger? Had that Saints game gone the way we all expected it to, maybe Robinson gets a touchdown and you all would have gotten a text from me. But zing! <laughs> but uh, anyways, it's a sake of being a risk of being a Broncos honk here. I'm going with my man Ronnie Hillman. Uh, last I checked in Yahoo leagues, maybe I'm wrong. 35% owned. I think that's criminal. Uh, for two straight games, Hillman's outproduced C.J. Anderson, and uh, I know it's still a share carry, but this is an offense that wants to run the ball, and Anderson, not only dealing with a toe injury, he's got an ankle issue, he just doesn't look right to me, and I've read he's got a full week of practice in. I think Hillman's going to continue to prove to be the more effective back this season, and uh, the matchup against the Lions isn't too shabby. DeAndre Levy out, uh, Stephen Tulak looks like a shadow of his former self, so I'm kind of liking Hillman this week and, and beyond. I think if this guy is available, this is definitely a little weighty. Maybe he's not available in your leagues, but certainly it's worth a double check because I think Brownie Hillman, uh, he's he's on his way up finally. With How many years did we wait on this? Uh, well, well, he, he had, he had all the first half of last year. He did well, and, yeah. you know, then got hurt and then gave the chance to Anderson, and Anderson took it and kept going. and. You know, I, I like to call him and is a guy that definitely has been producing and has looked better than Anderson. But I, I still believe Kubiak is going to try and get Anderson to be the bell cow back in this in this def- offense. He wants this guy to be his guy, and it just scares me with Hillman. I like what I see out of Hillman too, but I, I just worry more about Kubiak. Well, you know, uh, if I were a C.J. Anderson owner, I would give him one more week. Uh, he says that he's feeling a lot better physically. His ankle is feeling a lot better. Uh, so, hey, he's had a long time to rest. So this will be the week. This will be the week for Anderson to step up and, and show what he's got. Uh, and if he doesn't put up good numbers and if he disappoints again, then, yeah, I would have to go with Joe and say, hey, you know what, maybe Hillman is the guy that's going to get more action going forward. But this is a big week for Anderson, I think. Well, I think this is really, really a, a great stinger pick by you, Joe, and not to ride the honky-tonk Denver bandwagon as it is, but, you know, Ronnie Hillman is the better runner, the harder runner, and if you remember before C.J. Anderson went off uh, last year, Ronnie Hillman actually was uh, the most impressive Broncos running back, in my opinion, and really starting to hit his stride before he got that injury, and he started four games. And just, you know, look at the three-game stretch he had when he was starting, 24 for 100, 14 for 74 with two touchdowns, 20 for 109. I think we're going to start to see more carries come Ronnie Hillman's way, and I'm a believer. I think, you know, Hillman might get more touches this week, and I believe he will have more yardage this week regardless of how many touches he gets. So I'm I'm actually a believer uh, wasn't so much last week on the Kyrie Robinson train, but I'll jump on the Ronnie Hillman train because if this guy's still floating around on your waiver wire, 
I think it's almost a no-brainer. you got to pick him up just because of the value of having a potential 10 to 15 touch running back. I mean, the the amount of um, bell cow running backs in the NFL just does not exist anymore. So, uh, with that being said, I think Ronnie Hillman has a lot of upside, not just for this week, but for the season moving forward. So, uh, I think most of us, most of us here – on the all-star panel are on board uh, with Ronnie Hillman. And that's what we do here, breaking it down. Week three holiday, Fantasy Football Insiders podcast. If you like the show, we'll be here each and every week, 10 a.m., the usual cast of characters. You never know who's going to drop by. we got uh, Jim Day, Fantasy Taz in that building, Reverend Ralph Mancini, uh, Rookie Draft Joe Everett. I'm your host, Rick Saratella. And before we lose our live audience, we've got five more minutes before we lose our live audience, and then we go on to the extended archive show. But uh, we've got to make sure for the people now, we get in uh, Jim Day, his Fantasy Taz Pick of the Week, uh, the Week 3 Stinger. And that's an extended because last week, Jim, you gave us Zach Stacy, who had zero touches, I did state that he was only a start if Ivory didn't go, so let's go with that. <laughs> All right. We'll give you the birthday gift and let's just slide. Happy belated birthday to the fantasy Taz Jim Day, but you better give us a better present with our week three stinger, brother. Well, I'm going to give you a better present, and I'm going to give you a guy who's definitely going to score a touchdown today, and that's going to be Ted Ginn, Jr., um, you know, Hello. he's definitely been involved in this offense. He's got 16 targets through the first two weeks, only six tar- touches, uh, six catches, but he did get in the end zone last week. This week he goes up against the same defense that's not stopping a soul. Plus, Jericho Cotri is out this week. I look for Ted Ginn to continue to get plenty of targets, and I expect him to, to end the day with at least five or six catches, close to 75 or 80 yards, and a touchdown. I think uh, where you can play him, where you picked him up, if he's on the waiver wires, I think he's a good, solid play today. Isn't it funny we're here in 2015 talking about Ted King Jr. And, Taz, I'm not going to lie, uh, he was one of my guys on my on my potential uh, week three stingers. Of course, I like to give you guys the first crack at it, and I'll give you somebody different. But I am 1,000% on board with Ted King Jr., and I know DHB, Darius Hayward Bay sightings, there's been a lot of them here early in the season. Uh, one of my questions was going to be who has more value, Ted Ginn or DHB. We'll save that for the archive portion. We've got three minutes left. I want to get Joe and Ralph's opinion on Ted Ginn Jr. We'll kick it off with the Reverend Ralph Mancini. What do you think? Buying or selling Ted Ginn Jr. here on week three? Yeah, I'm buying uh, because I love the matchup, first of all. And second of all, he's getting the targets. Uh, I think uh, last week, Ted Ginn Jr., if I'm not mistaken, had about nine targets. Uh, So, yeah, Cam is looking for him. And uh, with that speed of his, I think he's going to be able to make a couple of plays against that uh, very poor uh, New Orleans defense. He's looking for him because there's no one else to look for, Joe. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) There's nobody else left standing. (laughs) Yeah. No, this is a great call. So, I mean, the, the, once again, last man standing. This ideal. Yeah, and you saw uh, Carolina bring back uh, Double B's, Burley, Burley Burson, whatever the hell his name is. 
so they are just desperate in Carolina. Uh, if it wasn't for my back issues, I'd probably go and shoot up for a tryout with them right now because I think I got something left in the tank. Uh, Fantasy Football Insiders Radio Show. I want to uh, break it down here. We've got two minutes until we lose the live audience. Maybe Live Talk Radio will keep you on, but maybe not. So if you do get cut off here in the next minute or so, just remember you can tune into the archives. We're going to talk about uh, some other things on the, on the panel's mind for this week three holiday. Uh, we have a couple other questions to get to. And uh, some other potential stingers for the week three holiday here. Um, I guess it's my turn. Uh, I have a minute left, and I'm going to give you a stinger because I want to get into the practice here so I can uh, brag and, 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 and pat myself on the back, back next week when we're all praising my pick. And uh, I'm going to give you here, I'm going to go down south to the Dirty Dirty where it's a little bit sunnier than it is right now here in New Jersey. And the sun is going to shine bright. Uh, last week he gave us some highlights, in, or I should say last year, a couple of glimpses of, of some breakout games, a couple of 100-yard receiving games, a couple games where he even had two touchdowns. And this week, with Marquise Lee probably not playing, uh, Allen Robinson you know, the so-called number one receiver in Jacksonville. But I'm going to give you Alan Hearns. Ooh, 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 it doesn't hurt. It burns, baby. It burns, baby. Alan Hearns, that's right. That's my week three stinger. I think he's going to get loose, shake loose for a touchdown. And uh, you know what? At New England secondary, I'm still kind of feeling it out. It seems like it's a Rutgers uh, throwback secondary because uh, all I see are <laughs> – uh, Rutgers players there in the secondary, so I think Alan Hearns is going to burn, baby, burn. And if you get cut off here, you're going to have to tune into the archives for the panel's rebuttal. We'll start it off with you, Joe. What do you think, Alan Hearns? Deron Harmon, Devin McCourty there. I better luck with Greg Schiano <laughs> out there. Uh, no, I think well, Alan Hearns is a great too, pick. I believe. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, they're, they're loaded with the Scarlet Knight fever. Uh, actually, I have to admit, Alan Hearns is one of my picks. This uh, situation similar to what Taz just brought up. Last man standing outside Alan Robinson. Richard Green, he's out with uh, short-term IR thumb injury. My man, Marquise Lee, is just uh, the, the missing link here. No one's seen him. He's as good as Sasquatch at this point. So you got to get Alan Hearns in there and what I think is a, a decent matchup. They're going to do a lot of run with the Elden, a lot of underneath, which will be Hearns' money. Uh, I think, yeah, this is uh, if he's out there, swipe him up fast before your opponent does. Wow. I like him. I like him. Uh, hey, listen, he's got 60-plus yards in each of his first two games. Uh, he's getting the playing time. He played in 88% of the Jaguars' offensive snaps. And you've you got to envision this game being somewhat of a blowout, and the Jags are going to have to throw the ball quite often. Yeah, I like this pick. Damn, hate to make it unanimous, but I will. And, uh, you know, it, it's fair play because I actually had Hearns on my list uh, in case I, I got beat out on Ted Ginn. So I'm with you. I think there's plenty of garbage time points going to be a, available here for the Jaguars wide receivers. And, you know, with uh, Marquise Lee once again being downgraded in the middle of the week to to questionable, I don't expect him to be a big influence. So I think Hearns could be an excellent play. Love Robinson, of course, but I think Hearns is a definite deep play. Yeah, and I think he can really get behind that Patriots secondary, of course, with uh, Deron Harmon. 
with the last line of defense. I think Alan Hearns blows by the whole secondary. Now, I know uh, we might be losing some of our live audience. It's really good to see some of our old-school throwback chat room listeners. Of course, also some of the new listeners, but you can't make the club in the tub. We all know that. Uh, we've got uh, a question from Tub, which is good, good to see and hear from him. And he needs some help with the PPR. Um, you know, Stevie Johnson has just been on fire. And before we get to this question, Golden Tate or Stevie Johnson, I do want to give a uh, my apology shout-out last week. You know, after the show, it's crazy because I get bombarded with uh, all these questions from my friends. So I wish they would just listen to the show, hey now, and maybe ask on the show. But uh, I get all these text messages after the show trying to help out my friends. And I steered my buddy Andy uh, very poorly in the wrong direction last week. He fired me after week one as his consultant. I told him to go Mike Evans (laughs) over Stevie Johnson. Uh, The late news down the wire that Mike Evans was going to play. Unfortunately, I didn't know Mike Evans was going to be on the pitch count. And I cost him there. Uh, with with him not going with Stevie Johnson. But Stevie Johnson looking really good, uh, fellas. Let's start off with Joe on this one. Uh, Golden Tate or Stevie Johnson, who do you like this week? The matchups, I believe, we have uh, Detroit, Golden Tate going against Denver. Denver. And Stevie Johnson, San Diego going against uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. What do you got, Joe? I'm going to take Stevie Johnson as much as it pains me to do it. Uh, numbers, I mean, he's catching almost all of his targets. He's been productive. He's got this rapport already with Rivers. And whereas, I mean, once again, I'm sounding like a Broncos honk here, but that defense looks phenomenal. Wade Phillips is dialing it up just right. And I think we got two of the most physical press corners in the league. It's a really good combo. Uh, Front seven secondaries rocking as much as productive as Golden Tate is, and I know he's a stud. This might be the week I think about Cinnamon. If you got an option like Johnson, I'm going with Stevie Styles. Taz, uh, I'm all in on Stevie Johnson this week. Love this matchup. I think he gets a ton of work in the middle of the field, especially with Ladarius Green looking like a no go today. If Green is out, I think Johnson becomes the de facto tight end over the middle and gets a ton of work this week. I'm getting him in every lineup I can. Jeez, I don't know if Stevie Johnson can score a touchdown three three weeks in a row, Rev. You know what? I have the same exact situation on one of my teams. I have both Golden Tate and Stevie Johnson, and I am using Stevie Johnson. He's catching everything in sight. He's caught 11 out of his 12 targets. As Taz mentioned, Ladarius Green is probably going to be out with a concussion. So he's going to have that slot position in the middle of the field to himself. Uh, as far as Golden Tate, I don't, I, don't like his, uh, I don't like his prospects this week. He's going up against a very, very strong secondary in Denver uh, with Chris Harris, Akib Tlaib, and Bradley Roby. Give me Stevie Johnson all day, all night. Now, fellas, I want you to help me out here on one of my leagues. I know we're all in leagues, one form, shape, or another against each other. This is a league that I'm not in with any of you guys, and I'm I'm a little bit torn here. I have Mike Evans. I know he's back full 100%. He's going to play the whole game against Houston. However, I just can't find a way in my heart 
to start him over either Jarvis Landry against Buffalo or Jordan Matthews against the Jets. Uh, tell me if I'm crazy here. I'll open it to the floor. Feel free to jump in. But I got Matthews and Landry in my starting lineup and Mike Evans on the bench. What's your take? That's what I do. No, not me. I can't. I, I know he burned us all last week. He burned me too. I, I get it. I get the feeling. I, you know, you always hate to go back to those guys that burn you like that, especially when it's something stupid like, oh, he's going to go. He may go. He may not go. And then he goes. You say, okay, good. He's in the lineup. You got to get him in there. And then he does nothing. Well, he's healthy. He's going to be in there. You know, I do not like Jordan Matthews today. He's going to be on Revis Island really? most of the day. Yeah. Um, wow. I just don't expect him to get off that island at all, especially with the way this Philadelphia offense has looked. I don't expect them to turn it around against a very good Jets team. So at this point, I'm sitting Jordan Matthews, I'm getting Evans in, and taking my lumps if it doesn't work because I just don't trust Jordan Matthews going up against Darryl Revis. Actually, it's not Matthews I don't trust. It's Bradford. He has not been the quarterback everybody thought he'd be, and I'm not going to be surprised if halfway through this game he gets benched and we see Mark Sanchez quarterback in this team. Whoa! Hey there, little Sanchez! What you say? What you say? What you say now? Okay now, Ralph. i got to ask you this, though. Uh, Revis Island, a little bit uh, questionable. Will he or won't he play? Uh, and and the, thing, the thing about Matthews is, you know, a lot of times he's lined up in the slot. He's not always on the outside. So I don't know. Ralph, you always got your finger on the pulse when it comes to the Jets. If Matthews slides inside to that slot position, are the Jets going to move Revis onto Matthews? How do you see that whole uh, matchup shaking out there, Phillies versus, uh, I mean, uh, Eagles versus Jets? Well, you know, thus far, uh, they really haven't moved Revis in the first couple of games. But that doesn't mean that this week they don't move Revis around to the slot. Uh, and, and the thing is, is that uh, with Mike Evans, you know, there is no Austin Safarian Jenkins this week. So uh, I think they're going to try to get Evans involved by hook or by crook. I think Winston's going to look for him uh, early and often. Uh, I, think, I think Evans has got much bigger upside, uh, as Taz mentioned, with Sam Bradford. They're not giving him any protection with that spread offense. He looks unsettled behind the pocket, and I think uh, he's looking at another another beatdown this week. I definitely go with Evans over Jordan Matthews. Really? Wow! All right, I'm making the switch as we speak. It's a done deal, and uh, hopefully, you guys, you convinced me uh, last week with uh, Trey Mason over Darren McFadden. Didn't work out too great for me, but. Uh, <laughs> I'll give, I'll give the all-star panel another crack at it. And uh, <laughs> I got Evans in there now, baby. So um, we got about five minutes left. Here's what we're going to do, guys. We'll go around the, the table and give me one thought on your mind for week three. I know there's a couple topics we didn't get to cover. And uh, somebody in the chat room uh, mentioned that TJ Yeldon, uh, who had 25 carries last week, and I think he's a great value as well, as as someone said in the chat room against the Patriots this week. Uh, you know, uh, over under 100 yards, I'm going to say just over that 100th century yard mark because I think the Jaguars will look to eat the clock early. That will be their game plan in the first half. 
So I think T.J. Yeldon in heavy doses, we talked about the banged-up secondary. That's what's on my mind in week three. What's on your mind in week three, Taz? Well, I'm going to go with a a deep sleeper guy here this week that I think – puts up points, and that's going to be Blake Bortles. Again, we talked about it earlier. I think uh, Bortles is going to be a surprise play. It's not going to be because the game's, you know, close and he's fighting. It's going to be because they're getting blown out and he's going to end up throwing the ball 50 times, uh, and it's going to take away from T.J. Yeldon. So uh, I I think that if that game plan goes out the way I look at it, then I don't expect Yeldon – I mean, he will get the lion's share of carries, no doubt, for Jacksonville. Uh, I mean, they don't have anybody who's even close to his his talent at this point. So he will definitely get that. But I think this game gets out of hand early. Brady is just playing too well at this point. Nobody's going to stop and went out and trashed a Buffalo Bills defense that looked insurmountable in week one. I think that trend continues this week. And if that happens, I like Bortles to throw the ball 50 times, get close to 300 yards, and he may even put up two touchdowns in garbage time. Hey, now, what would you say now? Okay. Uh, Blake Bortles uh, on the radar for the Fantasy Task Jim Day. We're going to go over to the good Reverend Ralph Mancini and find out what's on his mind in this week three holiday. Well, what's on my mind is uh, I know there are a lot of players out there, a lot of fantasy owners out there with Martellus Bennett on their rosters. What do you do with him? Uh, the guy's one of the top tight ends for sure, but now he's playing with Jimmy Clausen behind center. Um, what do you do? Well, if you have a better option out there, you start him, uh, just because I think uh, his upside is very low with Clawson behind center. You know, one of the players that i definitely be um, benching Martellus uh, Bennett for is, uh, you know, maybe a guy like Jared Cook, for instance. I think he's got a good matchup against the Steelers. They're giving up big yards against opposing tight ends. So if you have Martellus Bennett on your roster, I'd be looking for an alternative, and, you know, who knows? Maybe there is a Kobe Fleener out there sitting out there or even a Jared Cook. All right. Very good advice from the good Reverend Ralph Mancini, as always, preaching from the good gospel of the NFL Draft Bible. And now we're going to turn over to the Rook Draft, Joe Everett himself, never, ever, ever leaving a stone Unturned. What do you got for us here in week three holiday, Joe? What's on your mind? Well, one more waiver just before we close it out. Uh, Richard Matthews of the Dolphins, if he's still out there. I, I just like this guy short-term and long-term. Kenny Stills can only run one route. That's, that's mm-hmm. all he's got in his arsenal. Okay, and yeah. Devontae Parker still, while they, he says he's returning to 100%, he's missed a lot of time in that offense. Richard Matthews got the rapport with Ryan Tannehill. And maybe he's not the number one. I think that's a good thing. Landry's getting a lot of the, uh, attention. I think Matthew's going to finish out this year strong. And uh, that's another, you know, just check back the waiver wire before kickoff. He's out there. Snatch that on the roster. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. And, uh, you know, that's about wraps it up for another edition here. Uh, we got two minutes left. One word answer. I'm going to go around the room real quick because I promised the people for this one. Maybe we'll get two of these games in. Uh, DHB or Ted Ginn Jr. for the remainder of the season, the remainder of the fantasy football season, DHB or Ted Ginn Jr. Looks like they're both going to be factors this year. We'll go right around the room. Start it off with the good Reverend Ralph Mancini. Give me a shot again. All right, uh, Joe. 
Ted again as well. All right, and Taz. Yeah, I'm same here. DHB's going to have to deal with Bryant coming back. I don't like it. All right, well, you know what? I think sometimes injuries have a weird way of uh, things playing out. Darius Hayward Bay, I think he's going to be sticking around for the rest of the season. I like DHB, and maybe I'm drunk off the GHB, but that's uh, my philosophy. (laughs) One more for you guys, uh, real quick. First time since 2007 that both Luke McCown and Josh McCown are starting the same day. Of course, Luke McCown up against Carolina, Josh McCown up against Oakland. I think Josh McCown is the one we all favor here, even though I like Johnny Football better. But in terms of Luke versus Josh, I think we all got Josh. Anybody disagree here? No. No, not really. Yeah. All right. So there you I did like his commercial, though. Yeah, I did <laughs> like his commercial. Yeah, there you go. McCown's <laughs> in house. And that's about desert as we scream and shout. Another edition here. Woo! Week three holiday in the books. Special, special shout-out to all our guests. The good Reverend Ralph Mancini. You can follow him on Twitter, at Reverend Ralph. Of course, uh,